everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Infinite Snap Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Shadow DTV. We've got Justin here, as always. Uh, I'm back from holidays, so we're meant to do a live stream, uh, but unfortunately, uh, it was Valentine's Day. So, you know, lovey-dovey, you know, we had uh, everyone going out for dinner. I didn't actually, but uh, I know a lot of people were, so we thought we'd record it uh, just after it, you know, probably have a few less viewers on the stream because they're busy doing their thing. Uh, but um, we got some uh, we got some Valentine's Day themed bundles, so that's interesting in uh, Marvel Snap. So we're going to talk about the bundles. Uh, we haven't spoken about bundles for a while. Uh, we've got uh, we're going to talk about featured and hot locations from the week. What decks we were playing. We got some huge news with some uh, nerfs. Uh, it'd be hard if you haven't already heard about these in the Marvel Snap community. We're going to go through the nerfs though, and what our thoughts are. What decks we think you can continue playing. Discard, it's officially back. I said this last week that Modok is a mad card. Me and you, we were like the OG uh, discard players back in the beta. So very excited to be. I feel like I haven't played discard for like three, four months. So feels good. Love discard. Yeah, love discard decks. It's like <laughs> it was so much fun, and then we kind of got over it, and now it's back, yep. baby. So uh, you heard it here. Uh, Game of the Year reward. Uh, so Marvel Snap won Game of the Year last year, which was amazing achievement, and they gave us a few rewards for it. We'll go through that. Guys, the Infinite Snap Open, our first ever tournament for the podcast, is actually, as of releasing this episode, it will be happening basically almost at the same time. Uh, you know, this this will probably drop a few hours before the tournament. If you are catching it, it'll be live on uh, the Twitch channel at Shadow DTV, and of course, we will be uh, we will have it uploaded to YouTube with all the matches. We've got some big names uh, competing, so that's going to be really really enjoyable. You'll be able to catch all that action on the tw Twitch channel and YouTube, uh, and of course, we will be obviously discussing it on next week's episode. Uh, if you've signed up, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the tournament. Have a ton of fun. If you haven't, but you're going to watch the tournament, enjoy it. Justin and I are really excited to cast that one. Uh, so that's going to be really, really fun. And, uh, of course, we're going to be playing Snap Who, everyone's favorite Marvel Snap quiz. I am currently losing on zero points. Justin's been killing it so far. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's run that intro and get straight into today's show. Okay, so uh, Justin, you've been playing a bunch of Marvel Snap I hear. Yeah, I've recently got a bit of um, spare time up my sleeve, so I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap, and uh, it's come at a great time because I love discard decks, and uh, I've been I've been smashing Modok. So I know, yes, you're very. We're both very excited about discard. I have also been playing a lot of Modok. Um, yeah, so we're going to definitely talk about that card. Um, we spoke about it last week, our thoughts on it. We both kind of agreed that it was a pretty good card, that it was going to be fun to use. We had a few ideas, but my, my ideas have changed a little bit on how I'm using it. Uh, yeah. I, we both have a deck list that we'll go through, and they're both quite different, which is good. I like when there's multiple ways to play, you know, the new cards that we receive. Um, but first, let's get into the, uh, the, the featured location that we had. We had the Sacred Timeline, which was quite an interesting one. Uh, what was your thoughts on the Sacred Timeline, Justin? Yeah, so the Sacred Timeline. First to fill this gets a copy of their opening hand. So just some quick things to note that I found with this. Um, when you start with when you start a game of Marvel Snap, right, you start with three cards, and on your first turn, you draw a card. So if you fill the Sacred Timeline, you get the three cards that you start with, not that fourth card. That makes sense. Um, that's just, yeah, that's something that I picked up. Um, also, something else to note is 
you get a copy. It, it's a bit confusing. I don't know if this is how the location is intended to work, but you get a copy of the card from your opening hand, right? But if you have since buffed or nerfed that card during gameplay with on-reveal abilities or whatnot, um, the copy of the card that you get once you fill the sacred timeline has those buffs or nerfs. So, yeah. for instance, let's go with um, Mr. Negative, right? Mr. Negative, you're playing Mr. Negative deck, you have an Iron Man. Iron Man starts in your hand at the start of the game as a five-cost, zero power. Um, and then... Sorry, that's not going to work. I need no. to think of something else. No, no, it does. You play Mr. <laughs> Negative and it would swap. Yeah, but he, he flips them in the deck, not your hand. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's think. Let's say, let's, it's very yeah. simple ones. It's like... like it's very really simple. Let's say like, like Black Panther, right? Yeah, that's right. You play Black Panther. He doubles his um, power yep. once you play him. Um, and then the Sacred Timeline, if you fill it first, that'll copy the Black Panther to your hand if you started in your opening hand. Um, as a five-cost... Uh, 18 power, whatever, uh, 16 power. So the th the thing, I definitely don't think this is how the location is meant to behave because yeah. that's not what the wording says. It says, first to fill this gets a copy of their opening hand. So it assume it's the cards as they are when you have the opening hand. Like, I, I don't... I, I, I don't know because, like, when, if the card, just say you're you're playing on the location that says, add a copy of this card to your hand, right? You play the card down. A, a, a solid thing is like a carnage or a vent and you play the card down, it does the on-reveal ability, then it adds a copy of that card with those buffs back to your hand. That's yes. why I feel like it maybe is as intended because you are getting a copy of your opening hand. I mean, that's yes. Just, that's just how the cards are now. So it's, it's you know, just the, the wording. Buffs. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I feel like when you play yeah. the card at a location, it does its ability, then it copies. Whereas this is like, I guess this is doing the same thing. It's copying... The opening hand, but it's not copying the specific card. Like you're not playing the card there; it gets copied. This is copying your opening hand, which wouldn't have the buffs because I, I don't know. I feel like it's it, by the wording, I wouldn't expect it to like have the buffs because you you've buffed them without this effect. Like this effect has yeah. nothing to do with those cards. Uh, yeah. It maybe that is how it's intended to work, but I feel like the wording is just not great. It would have to say something to like really make sense. Would have to say something like, first to fill this gets a gets a copy of the cards from their opening hand." But even then, it's the same thing. It's copy kind of, of the their opening thing. hand. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's just so many locations like this where, in brackets, they could just have yeah with buffs. <laughs> Yeah, like with or, yeah. or with changes, like with or, changes or in brackets. However, the card currently is like. Just so something it along those lines, it would make it a bit clearer. Because you're right, people started noticing, like, oh, if I buff this card and then fill it, I get all those cards with those buffs. The other yeah. thing that makes this location hard is if you don't actually take note of the three cards you started with, there's no like log to actually see what cards have been played, what cards you had in your hand. So you don't actually know, like, it's hard to actually pinpoint what cards you had. I think if you're not paying attention, do need to, yeah, they do need to implement some kind of a log, uh, yeah. especially playing discard again this season. <laughs> it's like, especially if I'm playing like a Hala Modoc deck. Yes. I, like with Hala, 
I can't remember what I've di- it's completely my fault but like I just can't remember sometimes what cards I've discarded and it would be great just to pull up a log and say oh yeah I discarded this and this that's right so I know there is now a, a, a deck tracker if you're playing on PC that will track all those things for you uh, yep. very similar to like something things that like games like Hearthstone have but Hearthstone even then still has a log of the cards played and the abilities activated uh, yeah. whereas Marvel Snap doesn't it has been something that's been asked for it is, it's just like a quality of life thing, because you're right. Uh, I go to play Heller on turn six, and I'm like scratching my head, like, how much power am I about to actually get? Like, yeah, I'm, losing, right. I'm losing two locations. Am I going to get enough power to win them, even if the cards go in the right spot? Uh, but yes, so th- that's one thing with discard. Uh, this location kind of, I guess it, in, it like magnified that issue that you need to remember what cards you have in your hand, what cards were played. But again, that can also come into like the strategy. Like maybe Marvel snap want you to remember those things yourself. Yeah. Uh, like I know, I mean, trading card games in person, you know, you, a lot of those games, you have to remember these things or you have to write notes, which is, I guess a similar thing that we're doing with discard writing down or trying to memorize what cards we discarded for sure. Yeah, that's right. But going back to the location, yes. um, it's 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 one of those locations where it's fine. Um, I didn't really, you know, those 48 hours, I didn't really think that it affected me at all, having the sacred timeline pop up. It didn't, uh, I can't particularly think of a game where it swung, where this particular location swung the game in me or my opponent's favor yeah. off the top of my head. Like it wasn't, It's. I, I don't think it's a massive deal. Obviously, I've been playing a MODOK deck, so... If I can fill my hand and have like a Morbius on the board or yeah. something, then like Modok discarding extra cards gives my Morbius extra power, which is like great. But then again, I'm not, I wasn't playing specifically for this location because you still have to win another two locations, right? So it's not the be all or end all. Um, yes. But I think, I think it's a fine location to have in the game. It's, it's, it's good. I actually had fun with this location with the Modoc deck because I play Apocalypse. Yeah. So it was fun that I could like double my Apocalypse, Modoc my whole hand, Morbius gets a bunch of buffs. I would have yeah. two Apocalypse in hand and then I could usually play one and let my Dracula take like Chav- mm-hmm. Chavez or the other one. So doing, cool. doing that sort of stuff was quite fun. Um, but yes, like you said, a lot of the time you're playing like not the strongest cards here to try and fill it. So you still yep. need to have a way to win the other two locations. I found yeah. if I focused on this location too much too early, I would end up losing that location sometimes. Uh, yeah, and then you're, you're giving your opponent a free location that's for, right. for, I'd say, little benefit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, cool, cool location. Happy to have it in the game. Didn't really, yep. wasn't like super impactful yeah, in my it game. Didn't break the game. Yeah, think. correct, correct. Yeah. And then as the hot location on Sunday, we had Washington DC. Uh, this one's fun one. I mean, obvious ones with this is like Patriot decks. Yeah. Cards that don't have abilities. Washington DC helps that immensely. Uh, did you see any other interesting decks with this location? Oh, it was just Patriot, man. Yeah. So cards here with no abilities have plus three power at Washington, D.C. And I I just came up, up against a whole lot of Patriot decks. And then I thought, you know what? I haven't played Patriot in like three seasons. Let me jump back to it for a little bit. <laughs> so for the day, jump back to my Patriot deck. Worked like a treat. Um, the Ultron yeah, play. The Ultron, the Ultron play. Tron play. So good with Never this. Never gets old. <laughs> uh, I think 
<laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, it was it's a it's a fine location, but I find it interesting the dynamic in Marvel Snap where the way to counter a good deck is just play that good deck. Like it's yep. not often that we're building. Like of course that we do build decks to counter, but then it becomes okay. I'm countering the Patriot decks, but then when I don't encounter the Patriot deck, I'm probably not going to win. So you're better off just, yeah, that's just right. play the deck that everyone's playing, and you you know if you're a better player than them, you should be able to churn out more wins than your opponent. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I I, yeah. I, did, I did see maybe a, a a couple of um broods being played at Washington Washington DC, and what comes along with that is like silver surfer deck, but not many because of the obvious nerf that we've had. But we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we should have started. Yeah. Um, but like like you said, but even Brood, like you can play Brood in Patriot. Like it still works. Yeah, yeah, it still uh, works. If you don't hit yeah. Ultron, you can still do that. But yeah, Silver Surfer, of course. Uh, I mean, for 24 hours, didn't bother me. But yeah, it's just one of those things where everyone's going to kind of play the, a similar deck for the day. Hopefully that doesn't ruin your day playing Marvel Snap. Uh, of course, for newer players, it can be hard when they're missing cards. But, you know, for anyone that's finished Pool 3, they probably had no issues with this location they pulled out their patriot pulled out mystique ultron and they were ready to go that's all you need that's it that's it okay um so that was the featured and hot locations how about we get into the huge nerfs from the week because they're pretty important ones uh they came out kind of just after we recorded last week's episode uh so of course they are zabu and silver surfer justin do you want to talk about zabu while i bring those cards up yeah, sure. So Zabu was obviously the season pass card for last season. Um, Zabu was a three cost, two power card, um, and his ability was ongoing. Your four, co- your four cost cards now cost two less to a minimum of one, and he has been nerfed. So now Zabu is a two cost, two power card, and his ability is now ongoing. Your four cost cards cost one less to a minimum of one. So, you know, we're going to we're going from a game where you would be playing Zabu on turn three and then you would immediately be able to play two four cost cards on turn four. Um and we're changing that and then three two cost cards on turn six, which was crazy. Um there was some some crazy um like uh synergies with uh, Spider-Man and Absorbing Man. I used to yeah. use that a lot. Where on turn five you would use Spider-Man, then copy Spider-Man's ability with Absorbing Man, locking your opponent out of two locations for turn six. It was just an auto. It was rat. just an auto win. A lot of it was like auto retreat. So many, it, so many games. It's good, but it, it kind of like every time your opponent sees that they just retreat. So it was kind of pointless. You're yeah. only getting one cube. Um, but now we're going to a game where you can play Zabu on turn two, right? And your four cost cards now cost three in a normal game. Um, and so you can play, you can now play a four cost card on turn three, a turn earlier than you would have. Um, and now on turn six, you can play, you can only play two four cost cards because they'll cost three each. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad change. It obviously is a bit of a nerf, um, but it's gotten rid of some, Crazy, crazy abilities that could have happened before now can't happen. But I still think Zabu is a strong card. A bit of a nerf is a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think it's a huge <laughs> nerf. But yes, it is still... I, I don't think they killed the card, like you said. Like, it's still... You're still cheating out your cards earlier. You're getting a three cost yep. on turn three, a two three costs on turn six... Sorry, two four costs on turn six, um, and a four cost on turn three. So you're playing... 
cards earlier. If you've got ones and two cost cards as well, you've you're sprinkling them in. So you, the curve, yeah. yeah, and and I've said this multiple times. Cards that let you get cards out earlier are generally going to be really good. As making Zabu get cards out, like you were literally getting them out two turns earlier than you would have, which was yep. like kind of crazy. Like, well, not earlier. You were getting two of them out on turn four, which is just yeah. nuts. Like, it's like imagine you, you're basically playing eight powers worth on turn four. And then on turn six, yeah. you were playing 12 powers worth of cards. Sorry, 12, 12 energy worth of cards on turn six. That is like getting your head around it. It's insane. It was insane. It's like Mr. Negative level of insane. Yeah. But in saying that, I feel like Zabu has gone from a broken card, right? Because let's be honest, Zabu and Silver Surfer, that were defining the meta. Yes. The top decks had either one or the other in them. Um, it's gone from a broken card now to, I would still say, a good card. Yes, I agree that it is still a good card, um, very much so. It's just not disgustingly broken. So it, yep, is, it is definitely a good change. Uh, I think the fact that it, like when a card makes so many bad cards playable, like we think about all the four-cost cards we all of a sudden played in Zabu that we never even yep. would have thought to play. I mean, Spider-Man did not see much play. It was played. Yep didn't see much play you had cards like crossbones who would have thought we were playing crossbones in like 2023 of marvel snap you know um there was just so many cards that i looked at omega red became playable without like you know having a special featured location to abuse it they all just became usable cards which is a good thing we want lots of cards to be playable but when one card all of a sudden makes all of these cards good that kind of tells you how powerful it is i think without even understanding the stats uh, and yeah. then we obviously saw how it happened, What, how Zabu, like, I played a few battle games before the nerf, and it was basically who gets Zabu out first wins, or if I chose to play a different deck and not play Zabu, Zabu just won. Um, so it was... Yeah, yeah I, it, I played a game with you, remember? Yeah. And it's when Modoc just came yeah. out after our last podcast, and we were both keen to try Modoc, and yes. I didn't change my deck, so I played my Zabu deck and just absolutely obliterated yes, you because, you like, you... It, a deck can't compete with Zabu if, like, they don't have their own Zabu or some kind of way to cheat out heaps of cards at, like, a cheaper cost. That's right. And the good news is we were actually going to run the Infinite Snap tournament last week right before the nerfs, and I'm glad we didn't because I feel like it's going to be a much more open meta for the tournament, whereas I, I honestly think last week's tournament would have just been Zabu Surfer. Oh, 100%. That would have been the now, whole meta. If you, if, you, if you asked me last week what was... Like, what were the top meta decks? I would 100% say something with Zabu and Surfer. And the top, like, 10 decks would have those two cards sprinkled throughout them. Like, you can make so many decks with those two cards, right? Yes. But now, if you ask me, like, what the top deck is, I actually wouldn't... I actually don't know. I know that I can list some good decks, but I don't know what the number one deck would be right now. I don't think there is one. You know uh, what I mean? Just yeah. because of these two nerfs, it's great. It's it's really good for the game. We'll take a look at the um. Uh, we'll take a look at what Marvel Snap Zone's tier list is. Obviously, it's going to be quite fresh because of the changes. But maybe yeah. if we have time at the end of the episode, we'll have a look at that. Uh, yeah. So so that's Zabu. Um, I don't think anyone's complaining about the changes. People are, seem to be pretty happy with how the meta is now. It's a bit more open. There's more decks. It's good for us running uh, the Infinite Snap Open tournament. People will be able to. For this first tournament, we're going to allow all cards, so people will be able to play what they want, have fun, but not be like, you know, they can play a meta deck, but it's not going to lose to Zabu every time. 
Yeah. I will say, though, that one of the problems that, or one of the issues that people are talking about is, you know, Zabu is a, is a season pass card, same as Silver Surfer. Yes. Um, and we as consumers are paying for the season pass for this card, and it's a great card, right? Or at, at, as the season opened, it was a great card. Um, and people were like, oh, man, this is like, this is the meta right now. I'm buying that card. This is going to be an awesome season. I'm going to dominate whatever. They put in the $15, Australian dollars, whatever it is in your country. And now, as soon as the season ends, it's like, it's a big nerf. And people are kind of like, I paid that money for that card. Yeah. And you're getting me to play your game, get this great card, give you money. And now you're nerfing the card that I essentially bought, spent that money for. Um, so people are a little bit, I wouldn't say upset, but kind of just asking the question, you know, are second dinner putting out these overpowered cards to get players to buy the season pass? Because as we see now in Modoc, I would say that like not everyone is saying like I need Modoc. And yeah. I'd say that like, I mean, I would have no idea, but I would say that maybe not as many people have bought this season pass for that exact reason is because they don't see that they need that card. I think it's a trial and error thing with what is going to make people buy the season pass. In my opinion, and just you and I both know from other trading card games, the way to sell the newest thing is to make it the best. Yep. You and I know that from it's basically every card game. If there's yep. a brand new set and there's nothing in it that's going to change the meta, why bother buying it? The, dif- the difference here is they're nerfing that card instead of bringing out... Something that like, beats you know, it, I- yeah. I'm just going to Pokemon, right? When we were playing Mew, right, and Mew was defining the meta, it was great, but they didn't nerf Mew. They just made a car or yeah. made a set <laughs> that power. would counter Mew kind of thing. Yeah, just so power like, creep. It, just make the next thing so much better that you don't care about the old thing anymore. That's right. I, I get so what you're this saying. This kind of feels a bit worse. It's a change because it's you've purchased something now. There's not something better than it because of, you know, they just made better things. It's better yeah. because there's other better things because they made this worse. Do you think, so obviously when you like sign up for the game, you obviously look at all the terms and conditions. So it's not like these are things that they, you know, it's not like they're dishonest in, in that cards will be buffed and nerfed. Do you think when you purchase a season pass card like this, or even with tokens, for instance, there should be a warning like this card is subject to change? Uh, no. Not, you just think everyone should just know that that's the case? It's a... It's a digital card game. Everyone knows that the cards may change, whether it's a season but pass card or... does everyone know that? Well, they should. If you're a brand new player to the game and it doesn't explicitly tell you, hey, some of these cards that you pay money for might change, if they don't sit there and read through the terms and conditions, and let's be honest, how many people actually did when they signed up for the game? That's true. Like, I, I know it sounds silly. Every time you get a new card, it says, you know, this card is subject to change. But, I mean, I guess it would soften the blow when the card does change it'd be like well we did you know we did warn you that this is a is possible because you can't have a digital game like this and we don't have changes to cards like imagine if zabu stayed that way for the history of marvel snap this game would have like people would have been there was there was like big marvel snap content creators that were like i'm just gonna play battle mode until they nerf these cards because the ladder is like unplayable it's just zabu or just zabu every game why would you want to sit there and watch a streamer versus Zabu Dex for four hours a day. Yeah, I, apparently people boycotted the ladder. 
because yeah. of that specific reason. They just played battle mode when yeah. battle mode came out. Um, look, I, I think there could be a warning. I don't think it should pop up every time you buy a season pass or buy a new card because time. that'll just the first time. The first time. And if you can it's tick, just the first time, and you fine, can tick, because that'll be extremely annoying. You can tick. Don't show this again. <laughs> yeah. Look. I, I just brought up that people are talking about it, but I think like yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't, you know, I had my I spent the money. I had my fun for the month. Zabu is still an awesome card. I still have Zabu. It's not like they're taking it away from me. Yeah. Um. So I I'm definitely fine with the changes. I don't know, Justin. Second dinner, they they rug pulled that fifteen dollars out from under you. They held you at a they held you at ransom to spend that fifteen dollars on Zabu. Of course, I'm joking. I think, yeah, I think once you've bought a season pass, maybe maybe you get stung the first time, Silver Surfer, the second time with Zabu. I think from now on, like, I think you're going to get the picture that yeah. if something's broken, it doesn't matter if you paid for it with tokens, they're going to nerf it. They're going to buff things. It's just how the game is. And if you don't like it, I guess you just play a different game. That's really the only solution. Uh, or just don't buy the season pass. I don't know. Yeah, you can just not buy the season pass, but it's going right. to happen. You know, it's the same thing if you spend collector's tokens to buy cards. Like, yeah. they're subject to change. It's like, it's, it is what it is. That's right. Like, we, we've discussed this. You could buy that Series 5 card and then they announce a week later, oh, you know, next month it's going to be a Series 4 card. It's going to happen. Yeah. We can't predict these things. Uh, yeah, it's just part of a, a live service like Marvel Snap. Let's That's check it. out. Yeah, let's check out Silver Surfer. Uh, the original Silver Surfer Justin was a three cost three power, three cost zero power. Oh, sorry, card. sorry, th- sorry. Of course, you're right. Three cost <clears throat> zero power, uh, and its ability yeah. was on reveal. Give your other three cost cards plus three power. So Correct. buffing everything by three. Uh, that was a three cost card, which was most of your deck generally, except maybe Sarah. To uh, yeah. <laughs> so again with the combos, you could get three three cost cards out on turn six with Sarah. So you could play Silver Surfer as your last card. You, you were playing, you know, you could play a Brood on turn six. You could play a Shang-Chi and kill their, you know, their 10 power, their 10 power plus card that they have, nine power plus card, and then play Silver Surfer and buff everything yep. by plus three. It was kind of insane. Uh, you would go from like positions where you were going to lose all three locations to just winning all three. Uh, strong card. Justin, what's your thoughts on the nerf? Is the card still good? Is it still playable? Yeah, so now yeah, now Silver Surf is a 3-2, and he gives your other three cost cards plus two power. Um, I think it's it like it's very similar to Zabu in the fact that it is a massive change. Um, it's gonna like the whole community, I guess, now is just like not playing Silver Surfer or Zabu at all, from what I've seen. I feel like that's just because we've played these cards like non-stop for the past two seasons and now that they've been nerfed and they're not overpowered um nobody's using them because they're kind of over them but in saying that i feel like silver surfer is still a decent card um three two um give your other three cost cards plus two power so it's like giving cards plus two power is still like a good thing yeah it's it's not it's still good it's it's not underpowered i would say um if your whole if most of your board is filled with three cost cards then you know it's still a, it's still a whole lot of value but um i feel like yeah not everyone's playing these cards at the moment but once things settle down um i think silver surfer will still be put into a few decks and um and that you know silver surfer deck may still be up there as 
you know, maybe one of the top 10 decks at the moment. I think the problem with Silver Surfer is there's other cards that can give decent buffs. So I think of like Patriot. So Patriot gives all your cards without abilities plus two. Yeah. You can buff that with things like Onslaught. You can buff that with things like, let's say, like, I mean, I guess you can buff this with Wong as well, uh, of course, because it's on reveal. But I feel like, would you not be better off just playing a Patriot deck? Of course, unless Enchantress is running around, Patriot's pretty bad. I guess with Silver Surfer, it's hard to stop the ability happening. Like, you're, you're playing this generally on turn six, so it's hard to predict. You know, it's hard to block it with a Cosmo or something like that. I guess that is a benefit of Silver Surfer. But would there not be other cards that buff as good, if not better, than Silver Surfer? Like, this is a three-cost um, card. I could play a Nova on turn one, you know, destroy it on turn six for plus one to everything. This is only plus two, and it's only three-cost cards. I don't, I don't really think that. I don't really think any, like, Silver Surfer is probably like, you know, it's it's not a card that you can fit into every deck, obviously. A, a deck is built around Silver Surfer. So if you're yeah. comparing this, you know, comparing it to Nova, it's probably not really comparable because Nova... Yeah, of course, like, it's a destroyed like, deck. Something like Nova and Killmonger can fit into a, a few, few decks, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Silver Surfer is only a particular deck, so I'd, I'd, I'd compare it to something like a Patriot deck. Um, so do and you... Ex- Exactly like you said, though, if Patriot, if everyone's playing Patriot, then Enchantress just comes up and absolutely kills a Patriot deck, right? Because you're more often than not you're playing Patriot on turn three, and if you don't get on turn three, you're playing it on turn four. Uh, right? Not necessarily. You can go turn if you don't play Ultra on turn six. You can go uh, Patriot Mystique. Yeah, Patriot Mystique. Yeah. But yes, but, like you, you you're playing it on more, turn three a lot. More likely, you're playing it on turn three. Um, so I feel like if everyone's playing Patriot, then Enchantress will just come up. If everyone's playing Silver Surfer, it is hard to counter. Yeah, for sure. It, it is, it's definitely hard to counter. That's it, why I still yes. think Silver Surfer is viable. Here's my question. Assume there's no featured locations, no Washington DC hot location, just yeah. a normal day of Marvel Snap. Are you playing Patriot or are you playing a Silver Surfer deck? Um... I'm probably playing a Patriot deck. Yeah, I think personally I'm playing a Patriot deck over Silver Surfer now. Before the nerf, I was definitely probably... Uh, most times I would have gone Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I, I can agree with that. I think the card is still playable and has a place. If we get some uh, newer three-cost cards that are really good, it just makes Silver Surfer better, of course. I don't think yeah. you're going to get a lot of no-ability cards for Patriot. You know, they're not going to drop a, uh, a Series 5 card with no ability. Maybe a card that creates cards with no abilities like Ultron, but I, I mean, it's since Patriots come out, we haven't really seen any cards that complement it. So maybe Silver Surfer gets better over time. Yeah, they they, um, they could add to a to a Patriot deck, maybe. Of course, yeah. There's ways to, but like so far since beta, they haven't. Yeah. Like, there's not a card that sticks out to me, and you go, "Yeah, this goes in the Patriot deck." Yeah, true. Yeah, cool. So that's Silver Surfer. Some huge nerfs. It's, I feel like it really has opened up the meta. Um, we'll, we'll check out a couple of... We'll have a quick look at the tier list later in the show. Uh, but we have to talk about our boy Modoc. Discard is back. Um, I mean, really exciting stuff. Guys, of course, I forgot to mention that Ghost has also been released, which we'll go through after Modoc. I forgot to mention that in the uh, the notes at the start. Uh, You're right. So, but yes, yeah, so we'll definitely go through Ghost. But Modoc. 
we spoke about this card last week. It's a season pass card for the uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania season pass. I forget what the actual season pass is called, but it is about the uh, about Quantumania. Modok is into the quantum into realm. Into the quantum realm. That's the one. Five energy cost, eight power. So already strong power, as most discard cards have. On reveal, discard your hand. We discussed some ideas with this last week. Justin, why don't you take us through the deck you've been playing this week? Um, first of all, just want to say that the animation for Modok is like so cool. It I love it cool. when they bring out those. He's got like the jetpack on the bottom of the card. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when they bring out those kind of things. Um, so my Modok deck, it's similar to probably what I was thinking about last week. Oh, it's cool. Still got that. It's still got that solid shell of like a discard deck. Yeah. Um, I've got Blade. I've got Morbius Swarm. Colleen Wing, Mystique, Lockjaw, Lady Sif, Swordmaster, Dracula, Modok, Apocalypse, America Chavez. So yep. the point the point of this deck, I guess, is turn one, you're generally not playing anything. Even if you have Blade in hand, you probably don't want to discard some important stuff. So you're probably not playing Blade there, but you want to play like a Morbius on turn two, um, a Mystique on turn three, um, a Dracula on turn four. Um, and then you ideally you want to have Apocalypse and Swarm in your hand, and then you want to go Modok on turn five, discards everything, your Morbius and your Mystique um, shoot up in power. They get plus two for every card discarded, which by then they should get to like maybe ten power each, yeah, I'd say, or thereabouts. At least ten. Um, at least ten, yeah. And then um, on turn six, you're pulling your Chavez. Um, and you've got Dracula on the board. So you're playing your zero-cost swarms. You're playing either Chavez or Apocalypse. Um, and then your Dracula is gaining your um, the last card in your hand, which is either your Chavez or your Apocalypse. So it's a, yeah. and ideally, it's, a, it's a pretty solid deck. Ideally Apocalypse because he gets another plus four because Dracula right. discards it, it. But it depends on yeah, the board. It, it does depend on the board. But yeah, usually you leave your Apocalypse in hand. Um some other ways around this, the reason why I have Lockjaw in the deck as well is because you're not always going to pull off your Morbius turn two, Mystique turn three. Yes. Um, if you're not, if you don't have that combo, then I'm trying to play Lockjaw on turn three um, in the hopes that Modok will discard everything, including your swarms. And then hopefully on turn six, you can go for like your Apocalypse or Chavez. And then on the Lockjaw lane, you can put your zero-cost swarms and they'll pull out something better. Um, the risk is that your Lockjaw may pull out... Mystique. Mystique. Or your which, swarm, which, yep. Which feels bad. Um, but it's... Yeah, I found that it's... Like, with Discard, the whole thing about Discard is it's not consistent, right? Yeah. Because a lot of the cards like um, Swordmaster, Moon Knight... Um, Gambit or Blade, they're, they're discarding random cards, so it's kind of hard. Modok brings consistency to discard because even though you may have important cards in your hand, you know that everything's going to be discarded, right? Yes. So on turn five, you are either snapping or retreating. You should know You should know by turn five, with this particular deck I'm saying, you should know by turn five if you're going to win or lose. Yeah, that's, in- um, that's interesting, yeah. like, like how you, you, like Modok, I guess, brings consistency that you can guarantee your swarms and apocalypse get discarded, yeah. Like at least at one point in the game, as long as they're in hand. Uh, yeah. Oh, guys, we will make sure that these deck lists are on the Infinite Snap Twitter. So at Infinite Snap Pod, we'll get them up there. 
Uh, is that is that everything for your deck? Because I'll go through my Modoc deck. It's a similar yeah, but that, different. That, yeah, that's pretty much everything for the deck. I'd say like what I'm what I mean when I say on turn five you should know if you're going to win or lose is that hopefully you've got Modoc in hand, right? If you don't have Apocalypse or Swarm, most likely you're not going to win unless you've pulled off the Morbius and Mystique combo. Yeah. But if you have pulled that combo off. And you've got, like, Dracula on the board, right? So just say I go Morbius turn 2, Mystique on turn 3, Dracula turn 4, and then Modok on turn 5, but I don't have Apocalypse or Swarm, yeah. then you're, just losing you're, discarding, your you're discarding everything, and yeah. you're only going to get Chavez on turn 6. If you play Chavez, your Dracula is not gaining any power because there's nothing in your in your hand. So yes. you should get a bit of a feel of the deck after you play a little bit, and definitely on turn five, you should know if you've got a good chance to win it or if you're just, it's just going to fall flat. So I feel like it's a good deck to gain cubes. Um, although if you've pulled off Morbius and Mystique, then sometimes your opponent after turn five will retreat if you if you get them up to like 10 plus power. Um, but I found that it's a pretty good deck. It's pretty consistent. It's pretty consistent. Yeah, I, I like the list, actually, the Mystique. So so I'll go through mine because it is a bit different. Um, yep. So I've got Morbius, same as you. Instead of the Mystique play, I'm playing Zabu. So we were just mm. discussing, like, what, what is your use for Zabu? And I'll go through the four-cost cards we're actually playing. But I've also got Swarm. I've got Colleen Wing to obviously get rid of the Swarm consistently. I've got Gambit. I've got Lady Sif to try and get this guy to Apocalypse as many times as we can. I've got Dracula in there, of course. I've got Wong. So with Wong, we can get Wong out turn three, thanks to Zabu being played on turn yep. two now. So this allows us to do things like double Gambit. So play Gambit and hit two cards. Uh, we yep. can play something like Hellcow and discard four cards. If we miss Modok, we don't draw Modok. We can do things like that. Lady Sif can discard Apocalypse a bunch of times. Colleen Wing can discard a bunch of Swarm. So... Uh, I feel like getting Wong out turn four feels bad, but getting Wong out turn three can be really good. Uh, I know playing Zabu on turn two doesn't give you a ton of power, but it can be a good substitute if we don't draw Morbius straight away. Um, of course, Morbius's ability, it's its not an ongoing, it's not a, uh, it, it just, it always has that ability no matter um, if you play it on turn six or not. Every single card discarded gives it plus Morbius two. Morbius is ongoing. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Morbius is ongoing, not on reveal. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. So even if you play it on turn six, it has all the buffs from the discards during the game. It's yep. not like the collector where you have to play the card first. So you yep. can you, you can not draw Morbius till later, and it's completely fine. We also have Hellcow, Modok, of course, Apocalypse, and Chavez. So it's very similar, like, finish as your deck, where we want Modok, we want to uh, discard Apocalypse, discard the Swarms, play all our Swarms in our Chavez, and then Dracula will take the Apocalypse to get yep. a bunch of power. Morbius is still getting all those buffs. We don't have the Mystique combo, but I find if you miss that combo, it can feel kind of bad having the Mystique in your deck, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we're not swapping our Swarms, playing them at Lockjaw and swapping them out for better cards. So you're also missing that part of the deck. But I think the Wong Gambit combo is actually quite strong. So, like, turn two, Zabu, three Wong, four Gambit, and people, or four, five Gambit, People think like, oh, like they've got barely any power on the board. Cause, but I've killed a few cards. If I hit something big, it's great. And then, you know, turn five, six, they're looking at my board like, wow, they've got like no power here. And then you're playing something yeah. like, you know, Modok. Then all of a sudden you've got your Dracula play. Sorry, usually Dracula you can get out as well because um, he's three cost. 
And sometimes even there's even scenarios where you play Modok on turn six. I've had that happen before. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That's yeah. so. So it's like you're not always just relying on Apocalypse Swarm Modok. Like if you don't want games where if you miss those three, you just auto lose. So like you, your combo is Morbius and Mystique to try and achieve that. If you miss it, that it then it's okay. You can still try and win. Uh, and this deck kind of uses things like Gambit to try and achieve a similar thing. Yeah. Like there's some games where I just, you know, like even like Patriot, things like that. If I hit their Patriot or, you know, you hit their big card, it's just an auto win for you. Um, but like you said, of course, similar thing sometimes with Morbius Mystique, they retreat early. Same thing happens if your Gambit hits the right cards, they may retreat early. So I'm generally similar to you. I'm snapping by turn five. Um, if I'm going to play Modoc that turn, I'm generally snapping because I should be winning from that point. If I'm not winning, then I should just retreat. Yep. So different lists. Um, mine's got Wong, no Lockjaw. And I guess I'm just trying to see if Zabu still has a place. Uh, so far, it's been working quite well. Haven't really had any issues. Um, like I said, with um, uh, with Wong, it gives you a bunch of options. Like Hellcow discarding four cards is almost as good as playing a Modoc down. Yeah. I mean, you're getting six power, not eight power, but you're basically discarding your whole hand most of the time. Uh, so yeah, there's some interesting combos in there and I've been having fun with it. Previous to this deck, I was playing a Lockjaw discard deck. So something a bit closer to what you were playing, Justin. Uh, but I didn't have the Mystique in there now that I think about it. Mm, Mystique, Mystique can be hit or miss. Yes, I feel like but it's strong when it hits. It's, tr- it's really strong when it hits. And when it doesn't hit, you're hopefully just discarding her anyway. Yeah. Um. The the really bad thing is just if a lo- if a lockjaw gets mystique out because then it's just a zero power it's card. It's just stuck there. Yeah, it's just stuck there. But um, I I kind of like what I wanted to bring up. I do like that you have Hellcow and Wong, and you said that that can replace Modok only because Modok discards everything in your hand right all at once. So your Swarm will just get discarded once. Your Apocalypse yes. will just get discarded once. Whereas your Hellcow, it's a bit different because if you only have a couple of cards in hand, one of them being Swarm, one of them being Apocalypse and something else, then you can discard a Swarm multiple times or Apocalypse multiple times yes. with the Hellcow, which is pretty cool. Yes, you're right. That That is correct. You discard two. So assuming you've got two cards in your hand, you'll discard yep. those two and then it'll trigger again. Um, Of yep. course, if you've got just like an Apocalypse in your hand, you only discard it once then the next ability happens, you discard it again. So yeah, you, yep. you need to have at least two cards in your hand. But like you said, if you've got not a lot of cards in your hand, Modoc's only discarding everything once. Yep. Um, so yeah, it is a good combo. And even then, like you can do Wong Modoc on turn six as well. You can do Wong Modoc. So like you can play Modoc on turn six, discard your Apocalypse twice, discard yep. all your Swarms. Uh, sorry, this is assuming you don't get Swarm. You can discard yep. your Apocalypse twice, which also works okay, but... Generally, you're gonna like you, you, your main combo is the Chavez Apocalypse play yeah. uh, with Dracula. So yeah, a few. I guess it just gives you a few more options, similar to your deck. Just we've decided on different alternate win conditions. Yeah, yeah. And um, that sounds like a good deck. Did you? I know last last podcast you were you had like a Halla deck. Halla. Yeah, do I, you think do you think Hella Modoc has like a good place in the game right now, or I think it's playable, but it's 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 the same as the old Hella deck. It's like you, you either win really big or you you just retreat, <laughs> and you, yeah, you, I agree. You retreat I, more than I, you win. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I was playing... See, I was playing um, Modoc Hala deck, but it didn't rely on Hala. Yeah. But then I feel like what was happening is just that I would just never rely on Hala and just never play Hala. And at yeah. that point, you may as well just not play a Hala deck and yes. like put other discard cards in the deck. So yeah, that's why right. I said the deck that I played. Yeah, I think like you have, you clog up the deck with things like Infinite, uh, Giganto, all these big cards. And then if you miss Hala, it's like, well, I just lose. Yeah, and then if you if you have Hala, but you on turn five, you're essentially like just say you have a lot of the times I would have Modok and Hala in hand yeah, on turn five, yeah, and I have already discarded like an Infinite or something like that. Then I'm kind of stuck in a situation where I don't do much on turn five, yes. or I discard Hala. So that's the thing. So, and so you, you yeah. have to play Invisible Woman, and so that's you just, have to play it's clogging, Woman, yeah. it's clogging up your deck even more with cards that you exactly. don't need in a normal discard deck. And the thing yeah. is. Nothing is funnier than seeing your Hella, your Hella discarded. The animation happens, and your opponent just goes snap. Nah, yeah. And you just go, ah, yeah. So definitely think, um, I'm definitely enjoying this discard deck a lot more. More success, um, more yeah. more winnable games. But we we know that going into discard that it's a lot of RNG, and Hella just get at, like it turns the RNG to eleven. Like it just yep. it just becomes. All R- not all RNG, but and the problem is there's games where you get Hella out, but you don't bring it back. You don't bring back enough cards for it to have been worth it anyway. Yeah, because you're scared to discard cards just in case they discard Hella. And well, so I'm, yeah, like, that's, but, that's my thing when I play even Hella. With Invisible like, Woman, I, but but you run Invisible Woman. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't running Invisible Woman. No, even if you are running Invisible Woman, it's like if they can, and and a lot of times they just see the Invisible Woman, and it's like cool. So I just play Cosmo here, and I win. And that's it. And yeah. That's what was happening. It was like, oh, Cosmo, and I'm like, well, these cards are now all gonna do nothing, and it's yep. like gets to turn six, and if I play Hella somewhere else, she just brings back nothing because I haven't nothing. discarded anything. So yeah, yep. it's just it's very. E- I find it's easy to counter, and it's if you discard it, it just gives your opponent so much information. Yeah. Um, like as soon, yeah, it, it's just one of those decks, and like even then, if the Infinite gets discarded, the Giganto gets discarded, your, your opponent knows that Hella's coming. So they can just retreat as well. Like it just, even when you're in a winning position, they probably your opponent probably retreats, or you actually still end up losing sometimes, and that is like the worst feeling ever because it yeah, happens it's, it's, one in ten games, and you lose that tenth game. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not it's not a high reward deck, is no, what I found. Correct, and uh, it's high. It's actually it's, it's high, high reward, risk, but high it's, risk, yeah, high risk. Yeah, and and I feel like it doesn't take a bunch. Like it, I'd rather play a deck where I can have different strategies. Because it is a it is a like one trick pony. You you yeah. either get Hella or you don't win the game. <laughs> yeah, they're your only options. Um, cool. So that's Modoc having fun with it. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But Ghost was released. Uh, I've heard seen some uh, some murmurings on Twitter about Ghost. Um, we spoke about this card uh, ongoing. So it's a one cost two power ongoing. Your cards are always revealed last. Uh, their on reveal abilities happen last. Justin, what was your, your initial thoughts and what do you think about the card now? I think we were we were saying stuff like um, with a card like Shadow King, um, you want Shadow King or Valkyrie, some cards like that where they affect um, your opponent and your power or even, even cards like Shang-Chi, right? 
you want these abilities to happen last. Yes. Um, you want your opponent to reveal first, so then you can your unreal ability can happen last. Um, Ghost fits perfectly into those kind of decks where you want to achieve something like that. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Ghost. How about it's I? Like, how about I find a a deck? Yeah, can with we Ghost? find a deck? I, Let's I, actually I have a look at what people's thoughts are. My thing is, um, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play Ghost in a deck which has Shang Chi specifically for that moment where I can pull off a Shang Chi on turn six. Like, it's yeah. not. I, I don't think that it's worth it. I feel like Ghost would have to be played in a deck where um, the uh, the goal of the deck is something like you know to get a Valkyrie off or to get a Shadow King off, um, yep. and that is like yeah the main the win condition of the deck. Then I would put Ghost in that kind of deck. So De- um, Ben has a bunch of uh, Ghost decks here, which I'm assuming are from an article. Uh, yep. Let's see, what do we want to see? Did you want to see a Valkyrie Ghost deck? Yeah, we can. We can. Uh, what What are the main like? Uh, is that what seems in to be those a lot decks, of like seems to Valkyrie? be a lot of seems to be a lot of Thanos. Like Thanos Valkyrie. Um, there's like a hazmat deck. Yeah. There's like a control deck. Um, there's like a kazoo deck as well. Interesting. Um, so there's a few things. Let's take a look at. Let's take a look at this ongoing ghost. Let's have a look if this makes any. Does this teach us anything? So, I guess you've got. Quinjet, Ant-Man, like, none of these cards... I mean, Cosmo, you generally want to reveal, like, early. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah, I don't really... This is, this is all ongoing, and yes. the point the point of Ghost here, I guess, would just be for the stones, <laughs> because yeah. they're all on reveal. Yeah. But then again, like, there's nothing that the stones can do, really, that you need them to reveal last. Yeah, That's let me... What, that's what let, I would say. So let me actually just really find let me just it. find the article. Um that probably give us a little bit more of an idea. Yeah, I, I feel like Ghost is not a card that I would buy for six thousand tokens. Yeah, that is I, my I definitely think that at, is my result. Yeah, I definitely think at series five it's um yeah, it's it's probably so the deck the deck relies on playing solid standalone cards in your first four turns. Seizing priority and then abusing strongest. Okay, so things. This is interesting. So things like uh, l- like leech, like revealing leech first, but that doesn't matter. Reveal, your, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> your cards are always revealing last, yeah. So like, what do you want to happen last? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's arrow, which would move the cards after they've revealed. But that's very situational. It's maybe super you want situational. Maybe you want them not. To reveal for you know maybe you you don't want your opponent to reveal at first I don't know I I, I think that it fits straight into a, a Valkyrie deck or a Shadow King deck yeah um and in those kind of decks I think Ghost would be great um in the majority of decks I can't really see why I would be playing a one power two cost so, card specifically yeah. to have my on reveals happen last so so these are the, this is the bit best example and this is the examples that we mentioned. Shang-Chi, Enchantress, Killmonger. Like, th- those are th- the main reasons. Like you yeah. want to play Killmonger after they've revealed their one cost. You want to play Enchantress yeah. after they've abu- revealed their cards. Potentially, it's an ongoing and you block it. Shang-Chi, yeah. you want to reveal after they play the nine cost plus card. So, yeah, I think they're the main 
they're the obvious ones. For uh, sure. I guess I guess also with Ghost. Like you said, Shadow you... King, Shadow King, of course. Uh, Spider Woman's yeah. another one. Yeah. So Spider Woman, you would want Valkyrie. You would want after Hazmat. You would want last as well. Yeah. Afflict all other cards with minus one power. So yeah, yeah, but they are all again very. It is very situational in that if your opponent doesn't do what you were thinking they were going to do, then it still doesn't like yeah. And then there's also going to be a lot of times where you don't have priority anyway. So so you would have essentially had the ability. Yeah, I, I can I can see, however, that ghost can also be used co- to counter those situations, right? Yeah, that's true. So so I you know I have a deck that uses Shuri, right? Yes. And Shuri doubles like Red Skull's ability, who then gets past mastered, right? Something yep. always gets Shang Chi'd, and maybe I put Ghost in that deck to actually counter that Shang-Chi. Yeah. So my, my opponent will reveal the Shang-Chi first, then I will get that but the thing 60, is, 60 power thing on the board. The you problem know? is you have to play Ghost early so they will know yeah. that they'll know that they have second priority. Sorry, first Correct. priority. So they just won't yeah. play the Shang-Chi. But yes, you're right. Yeah. I guess it would stop them. Like if you're doing it on turn six, it stops that like, oh, I'm just going to take a gamble and see if I hit it. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, yeah, I think it's probably... Like the, the the best examples are the ones we just gave. Like yeah. Shadow King, Spider Woman, Hazmat, Valkyrie. Of course, we saw it in a bunch of Valkyrie decks. Shang Chi, Enchantress, Killmonger would be the like the the, the cards most people have. Um, I can definitely see it being used with like Enchantress, Shang Chi, Killmonger for sure. Uh, I yeah. feel like Killmonger, like especially if you come up against a Kazoo deck, which I mean isn't going to be as likely. But um, you know, if you've got um. You know, if you're expecting them to play one cost cards, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I guess, I, I guess I, I, you counter counter the Ultron play. <laughs> counter the Ultron play. So your Killmonger always goes off last on turn oh, yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think it it will have its spot in the game. Yeah. Um, but I think I was saying this last podcast where I I think it's something similar to, um, Daredevil's ability, as in that it either it's it's like one thing happens or the other. So yeah. like one thing happens or it doesn't. So yeah. like your cards are always revealed last, right? And then if the opponent plays a ghost, then that cancels it out. Yes. So the problem is that if ghost becomes like a meta-defining card or in like a top meta deck and then everyone's playing it, then it kind of becomes useless. That's my yeah. problem with the card. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I wouldn't... I... I can definitely say that I wouldn't be dropping my 5k tokens or 6k tokens on this. Yep. Um, maybe, you know, if it ends up in pool three, like you'll have no issue get you getting the card. But yeah, it's not one that I'm, you know, like like going after now at all. Yeah, it's, I, I it's don't very, think I'll buy it at all. Situational. I think I'll just get it once it drops into pool three from a cache or something. Yep, unless something changes in that time. But yes, I, I definitely yep. agree. Cool. So that is Ghost, the new card this week. Uh, guys, Game of the Year rewards... Uh, you guys would have all got it in your inbox. So, Justin, we got a card back to thank us for uh, Marvel Snap getting Game of the Year and a title. So that was just a nice addition. Um, we already got some credits and stuff last year, I think it was, for the Game of the Year reward. Yeah, we got um, something last yeah. year. And so now, yeah. we, now we get the card back and a title. I mean, it's 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 getting things is, you know, we're never going to complain about that as Marvel Snap players. Um, not too much to say about that, really. It was just a nice gesture. I mean, I have something to complain about. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the the title, right? What does it say? Game of the Year? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
I think it says... What did the title say? Let's have a look. I'll find it. I'll find the title. I think it was something funny. Oh, it says of the year. Yeah, of the year. The that's right. The title is of the year, that's right. right? So it's like so Shadow you have your, DTV. Your name and it says of the year. Of the year. I reckon that is awesome. That's great. The card back, however. Ooh, beef. It's a standard card back, <laughs> just <laughs> with like a goldy yellow uh, background instead of all of the other colors they have. Didn't you right? know gold is premium? <laughs> All this premium, but all I wanted them to do, that's fine that they want to do that, but all they had to do to make that card back is get an existing card back yep. and change the color, right? I really want them to add Game of the Year on the card back. Oh, that will make okay. it so much better. Like, just add Game of the Year. Like, so it means something because so if you yeah. go so far into the future, right, you go down three years into Marvel Snap, yeah, okay. someone, someone flips out this card back, and you're playing against a player who maybe wasn't isn't playing right now, and they go, "Oh yeah, cool card back." Like, what is that? I don't know. I think that's no interesting. Idea. I think it's interesting what you said. Yeah, because like it's yeah. I guess it doesn't actually show you what the card back was given for. No, the the yeah. card back is called Game of the Year if you click on it, but it doesn't actually state it on the card back. Yes. So I just want them to put on there Game of the Year, so that when pe- when you're using that card back and people look at it in you, they're like, "Oh yeah, Marvel Snap won Game of the Year! Like that's amazing. That is awesome." Well, there you go. Uh, I guess uh, Justin, you can. Uh, if anyone from Second Dinner's listening, uh, <laughs> Justin I'll would like it them. to say Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I feel like there would also be people that would say the opposite and be like, "No, I don't want text on the back of my card." Uh, but I, I think I agree with you in that it'd be nice to actually visually see what the card back was for. Uh, yeah. I think you're still just a bit like hurt about the uh, Zabu gold card back just being a gold version, uh, and now we've got what a gold yeah, version done, of this card back. Again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time, and Justin's had enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm slowly coming to terms with it, but come on, <laughs> game of the year card back could have been a little better. Oh, okay, okay. So Justin just wants some, uh, just some, just it's it's funny because you're actually asking for it to be more obvious that it's of what it is, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. I wouldn't call that a no, complaint. A you, you actually want like, like I wouldn't be surprised if people at second dinner were like, well, we don't really want to like make it really like, Oh, obvious look game of the year, game of the year. Like we don't want to rub it in people's faces. Whereas you're the opposite. You want to have it like, you want to see that every time you use it. Yeah. No, I think like probably now it's like, not so much like my, my argument at the moment doesn't have much traction, but yeah, like I said, in the future, yes, you're no right. No one's going to know what that card no, back is. You're definitely correct. I definitely agree. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that game of the year, we got some rewards. Is pretty cool. Thanks, second dinner. Uh, how about we check out some bundles because we haven't done this in a while, and we we usually take yeah. a quick look at them. So I've just got them here. So there is quite a few that have come out, but let's go through like the most recent ones. Like we obviously had the Jubilee fireworks one for Lunar New Year. Uh, we spoke a bit about uh, the controversy behind some of those uh, choices for variants. Uh, we're not going to get yeah, into so that we, again. We should be going into the, the to the left of that, the February one. We haven't spoken about this? those. No, to the right of that. Oh, yep. so yeah, we can just look at all of them here. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the four bundles for the season. Yes, cool. Uh, I don't think they have... Uh, yeah, it's just loading. That's fine. We just get a bunch of ads this way, which is annoying. Yeah. Maybe we can just go through them like this. Yeah, you can do that. It might be. So, yes, we had the Mr. Negative one, which did include tokens. Yes. Uh, which is why people wanted them. So, we're getting 6,000 credits 
3,000 collector's tokens, 155 negative, Mr. Negative boosters like anyone cares. Title be my Valentine. And then, of course, the Avatar and the Variant. Um, so, cool variant. Not going to lie. And the Avatar, which and is the cool. the Avatar, yeah. Is anyone playing uh, Mr. Negative, like, much anymore? Not no, really. no, but I'm definitely aiming to get the... I mean, the let's tokens. be honest. Everyone's, everyone's going for the tokens, right? Yep. I'm aiming to get this. I'm sitting on about 7,000 gold. Nice. This costs 8,000, so I'm almost there, and it's available for another week and a bit, so I think I'll get there. Very, it's really cool. I mean... Yeah, for sure. Like, comparing it to the other bundles, right, the next two bundles that we're going to see, yep. they are also bought with gold, Yep. Um, but they... I think they're 2,000 gold each, but they don't have tokens in it. So yep. everyone just wants tokens. That's When I see a bundle, I'm looking for tokens. Yeah, I'm not buying yeah. bundles just for cosmetics. It's the only reason people are buying them at the moment. I, I don't think anyone's going to argue with you there. Um, yeah. We've got the Momoko Magic Bundle. I've heard a lot of people very excited about this bundle. The variant is pretty, pretty cool. Um, bringing, I guess, like... They're bringing other characters into the game through variants. Like, it's not... like Because we discussed this. By bringing in alternate versions of characters into variants, it it kind of closes the door on using them as actual cards. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like, we've seen a lot of, like, variants of, like, alternate universes and things like that. Um, so it does kind of close the door a little bit on things like that. Um, but people... It's- this bundle's when this bundle's an old bundle, I think. Uh, is it not still currently out? No, I don't think this is out yet. Maybe it's not out. Maybe no, that's coming in the like, future. Yeah, this is definitely like this definitely has not come out yet. Um, but again, this is just a this is just a variant. So credits, gold variants, avatar boosters, no uh, tokens, which is how personally I think bundles should be. Uh, the reason I say that is because I think we've spoken about this, but I think being able to just get tokens for money, it makes it like in bundles. It's like more pay to win. Well, just, 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 you might as well just let us buy tokens then. Yeah. Like just let me buy 3000 tokens like once a week. If I have the money, like the gold, because how's it any different than a bundle? Uh, whereas if it's purely cosmetic, then I'm not going to argue because, uh, purely cosmetic means that it's not affecting gameplay in any way. I don't know. Yeah, I can kind of. I, I agree there. This one is awesome. I almost yeah, bought steamy, this bundle. Steamy hells. This is this is our. Uh, we're getting a bunch of Valentine's uh, themed uh, bundles, which yeah. is pretty cool. That Daredevil art is insane. Even the Electra one's really cool. Even the Electra one, I yeah. absolutely love them. For sure. And you get the title saying, "Are you my soulmate?" Yeah, it's uh, "Are you dot 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 my soulmate?" We've got the two watercolor variants for Daredevil and Electra, and We've got the avatars for them as well. So, again, purely cosmetic. We're not yep. actually getting any... Uh, we're not getting gold. We're not getting tokens, anything. It's purely cosmetic, uh, which is... I mean, I, I think it's a cool bundle. I do very much like it. And then, of course, we've got this, the Westview Story Bundle, which is also currently out. Uh, again, Valentine's themed. Same thing. 2,000 gold it costs. Uh, I Love You is the title. You've got the Scarlet Witch variant and Avatar and the Vision variant and Avatar. Really cool variants. The Scarlet Witch ones, I think I like the Scarlet Witch one more than the Vision yeah, one. That, yeah, the they Vision- are, they're awesome variants. Though. And I love the title for this. I love you. It, like, it's, it's, it's so funny. Spreading the Marvel Snap love in <laughs> battle mode. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, definitely cool variants. Uh, that Scarlet Witch one is really cool. I'm like, like again for two thousand gold, some purely cosmetic stuff. It's like it's it's a, you're getting value here. Buying a variant like this would probably cost twelve hundred gold. For so sure. by paying two thousand gold, you're getting a couple of extra things and the cut the variants cheaper. Stuff like that, I'm completely all for. Uh, you're I guess rewarding players for purchasing variants every now and then. Like if they just buy bundles and nothing else. These bundles yeah. are like rewards. When you're giving tokens, and a lot of people will disagree with me because they want to progress and get new cards, but it's like, it's just, it's just, okay, so every now and then I can buy tokens. Just, you might as well just let us buy a certain amount buy of tokens, tokens each directly. week. Even if it's yeah. like, oh, you can only buy like 3,000 tokens a week. How's that any different from a bundle every two weeks? But to be fair, the bundles with the tokens are extremely expensive. Uh, I'm on. With that, though, I think there's one more bundle, the Deadpool bundle, it's called... Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's fine. I saw that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that I think they've hit the nail on the head with the the costs for the bundles yeah, for this okay. season. Yep, okay, um, yeah, that's cool. Two, like like you just said before, you with you know a variant, these variants specifically, they're probably going to cost like 1200 if you find them in store. Yep. This is like 2000 Old, you get two variants, two avatars, yeah. and a title. You're getting like a bit of value for what you're spending, right? Yes. And it feel it feels good to buy the bundle, um, but it's not like you know you're not. It's not like overly expensive. Yeah, like this one is actually really good value. Three thousand two hundred mm. gold. You only yep. get one variant, an avatar, one title, a bunch of Deadpool boosters, two hundred and ninety-one. 3,200 credits and the 1,500 collector's tokens. I mean, people are just buying that for the collector's tokens. 100%. I feel like, you know, put the tokens aside, but I feel like these bundles are really well priced this yeah, season. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you that, that, yeah, they were still figuring out pricing. I think they're, yeah. they're like, looking pretty good. Uh, I think, like, no one, like, people are pretty happy so far. Like, I mean, the positively charged one is the most expensive, and again, it's just because you get the tokens. Yeah. Like you take the tokens out of that and what's the bundle? $60? Yeah, pretty much. You know what so I, mean? got the to- I looked at this table. They've got the total value at the bottom, which is pretty cool. So yeah. like you're getting, with the positively charged, you're getting like double your value pretty much. But see, the question and- is, yeah, but the thing is like, what are we valuing tokens at? Well, I'm, I'm assuming what you can buy them for in the shop. But you can't buy tokens in the shop. You can buy tokens. For- can you not buy tokens in the shop? Like collector's tokens. To- oh, not collector's tokens. No, you're no, thinking I'm credits. Thinking, I'm thinking credits. Yeah, no. So like for instance, yeah, tokens. You can't buy tokens in the shop. So like, correct. so this is like like six. So so these ones, these twenty nine dollar ones, two thousand gold, twenty nine US dollars. They they have a low value because they're not actually helping you progress in the game. But correct. Th- that's the thing. It's like we're valuing collector's tokens and credits higher than the variants. The, it's it's just one of those things where. Yeah, it's it's tough because it, obviously, like you, you're saying, a oh, three thousand token collectors tokens. This is really good value. That's an eight thousand gold bundle. Like, that's just if say you say I didn't spend all my gold on variants and I had to actually buy this with my hard earned cash. That is so much money to potentially get one series four card. Yeah, I guess I look at it more from the stance that like. You can save up your gold in game yes. to get this. Yeah, like I, I have yes. been. I, I bought the the. Yes, you bought the bundle, you bought the sunspot one. Right, and I and I thought you know they're going to come up with more bundles in the future. I'm not going to spend gold on credits. I'm just going to save yes. it. Yes. Since since then, I've been saving up my gold, which has probably been like what 
three, four weeks, I reckon. Yeah, so the issue is, and again... And I've got, like, 7,500 gold. You're going to get it. You're going to get all this stuff without spending any money. But that whole thing of, like, fear of missing out... Yeah. I, I can't get that. I can't get those other variants. I can't get the Deadpool bundle. So it's like, if you want all of these, and there are people who are trying to collect all the variants... You're just then dropping, you're spending the money. Man, it's so like yeah. just this month, forget season pass, you're spending like over two hundred US dollars to just get all this stuff. Uh it's it's yeah. I, I know I know like it's it's a live service, you don't need to buy these things, but when you're putting like discounted credits and discounted collectors tokens in them, it's like you, you are getting ahead if you can afford to buy these. Yeah. Which, which I know is the case. You can buy credits already and stuff, but it's like these bundles are I guess they're like put in front of you. Like they're always at the top of the store. Like yeah. I have to, right now I have to scroll through like three plus bundles to actually get down to my 50 free credits or scroll, yeah. scroll down to see what my collector's tokens <laughs> shop is today. What card is on, on sale? Uh, actually. Yeah. Quick, quick mention. You know what card is in the shop for me today? Oh no. Is it a uh, ghost? It's ghost. Mine was ghost too. Really? Yep. Maybe they're doing that as like a thing. Let me check right now. Or maybe it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday at the at the turnaround, or was it this morning that I saw it? I'm trying to remember. No, it might have been check yesterday. Uh, mine. Sorry, I just gotta give me a second. Yeah, there's a ghost. I just need to scroll through all the bundles and the pro bundle as well. Just give me a second. It might take me a while. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be careful that you don't accidentally buy the on pro your way bundle. Uh, no, I've got Thanos currently uh, in my store. Yeah, okay. Um, but yes, no, I definitely had Ghost. I, I reckon it was yesterday uh, after it dropped. So no, I don't think they're doing that yet. But I definitely did actually, have it pop they, up in my store. They definitely they won't be doing that because then you can just... Actually, yeah, they may do that. I don't know. We'll, we'll find cool out. If they did that. Cool. So that is uh, the bundles. We've been through them. Uh, guys, the Infinite Snap Open is basically going to be starting as this episode releases. Again, if you uh, are participating, we look forward to uh, casting. Justin and I are going to be commentating the game is going to be a ton of fun we've got prizes uh it's just it, oh man i'm just so excited uh you and i have like played in card game tournaments before and things like that and we know how much fun it is participating in them but i've always wanted to i guess you know we do this podcast we enjoy talking uh and so casting is going to be really really fun um oh man i wish i could do both yeah yeah maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> I, you could try I, I, I... I would be so keen to participate in this tournament, oh, yeah. but um, no, nah, ha having a look at it from the outside will be like something different and like really cool. Um, I'm, I'm really keen for it. It's going to be so good. Look, there's definitely going to be opportunities for you to participate in the tournament. Uh, we're yeah. definitely going to be running more, but I think uh, it's going to be enjoyable to cast the first one with you. We'll always be definitely. able to say that it was the, uh, the first Infinite Snap Open we were there. So that's going to be really exciting. Guys, before we play our favorite Marvel Snap game, Snap Who?, uh, we'll have a quick look at the met current meta, I guess. Yep. Um, before I get into that, if you do want to participate in any of the Infinite Snap tournaments or you just want to uh, be in the chat, be able to know when the streams are going live, things like that, best place to do that is the Discord. Um, we'll have the links in the uh, podcast description or if you're listening and watching on YouTube, we'll have it in the description. Uh, in the Discord, Justin's in there, I'm in there. There's a bunch of people in there chatting, uh, you know, organizing battle battle mode games with each other. You can sign up for the tournament there. You can just find out when we're going live, things like that. So definitely join that. Uh, let's have a look at the Marvel Snap Meta decks. I just want to have a quick look at it. Let's take a look at Average Cubes. That's probably the most important thing. And we want it to be since latest patch. Since latest patch. So this is saying that... 
seems interesting. Oh, no, no, let's do... Oh, there's different, like, ranges. Let's do 80 to 99. Because I feel like that is a better indication of, like, the higher end of deck. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, apparently, Negative Surfer is still doing quite well. Yeah, I can see that. I'm trying to find the condensed version, because this is, like... There's, like, a lot of stuff, like, at once. I usually have a condensed version of this. How do I condense this down? Yeah, let's check out the meta breakdowns. This is, uh... Yeah, actually, this is what I want. So, we're looking at... Uh, was this before the nerf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's still, as expected, Shuri has become a very strong deck. Zabu and Silver Surfer have suffered very different fates. Silver Surfer is very discreet right now. Um, yeah, so we're looking at things like Shuri Zero being very good. Yeah, okay. Um, like Dino and Darkhawk. Uh, Lockjaw on Reveal. Um, Zabu Devil Darkhawk is still, like, doing well. Obviously, you're getting cards out a little... Not as frequently, but I can definitely see how Darkhawk Devil Dino is still a decent deck. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of the Zabu decks and Silver Server decks have dropped down a few tiers. Uh, some of the other variants. So, yeah, it's it's still, like we said, still strong cards, but not, like, super overpowered anymore. And, of course, it is still early into this meta, for sure. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah I did want to quickly which check direction, that. Yeah, keen to see which direction the meta goes sure. and from not, here after these nerfs. Yeah, and it's not like any decks that didn't exist all of a sudden became powerful. Like, Shuri Zero has always been a good deck. So it's just... Yeah, I might, like, I might check out that deck. I played that you've got for those a cards. little... Yeah. I've, I've got all of those cards, and I have I did play it for a little bit when I unlocked Shuri. Yeah. Um, but at the time, a Zabu Shuri, like Zabu deck with Shuri in it, was much more appealing. But now yes. I may go back to that just um zero Shuri deck. That was a pretty good deck. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a pretty good deck. All right, Justin, how about we get to everyone's favorite Marvel Snap quiz, Snap? Who do you want to let uh, the listeners know how the game works? All right, so. If you are watching the podcast, you can see that me and Shadow have a cost and a power to our names, right? On the left-hand side, which is our cost, um, Shadow has a one because he's he's participated in one of these games, <laughs> and I've got a two. I've participated in two of these. He's got a power of zero, which means he's got zero answers correct. Let's go. And uh, out of a possible two, and I've got two uh, power out of a possible four, right? So, so the bad. way the game works is I'm giving Shadow a location, he's going to be able to see this location, he's going to describe it to you all, um, and then he's going to have to guess the name and the text of this location, <laughs> um, getting one point for each of those correct answers. So do you want to bring up the location that I've given you? Yes, yes. And, um, and describe it to us. Okay, so... We've got what looks like a fiery lava sort of like um, environment. It reminds me a lot of uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, yes. I don't know if it gives you those vibes, <laughs> Justin. It looks a lot Definitely. like what's the what's the planet called? I'm trying to remember. Oh, um, uh, oh man, this is really showing our. I can't remember because all all I'm thinking of, of is like Marvel snap location. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm trying to think. Uh, um, oh man, I feel really silly. I really can't Actually remember. Not knowing what this is. The movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely know the planet. I have a little Lego set of it here. <laughs> cool. So it is, uh, we, we, man, chat is going to be just like, people are going to be screaming in their cars like, you, do my head in, so I'll look it up. you idiot. <laughs> it's, um, so uh, the location, there's like mountains, like upside down mountains, like lava 
sort of things. There's a building in the background, like a like a castle looking thing. There's these weird alien demonic looking bat things with like really gross faces like coming out of cocoons. Um uh, yeah, look. The location is very familiar. Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa, yes, of course. Mustafa. I, Musta, Musta, yeah, Mustafa. So this location is not Mustafa because this is uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Both, I mean, both owned by Disney. Maybe we'll see a crossover at some point. So I think, like, look, this location looks very familiar, which makes yeah. me think it's an older location. I don't think it's like a newish one because I feel like I really suck with the real new locations. Um, then again, I also suck with the old locations. Uh, it, it's it's just really familiar. I'm just thinking red, orange. When do I see something like this? Um, I think I know what it is. It's, it's, and only because there's lots of interactions with this location, because I'm pretty Tell sure me. magic turns this location into limbo, but of course limbo can also just show up as a location. So I think this is limbo. Oh, wait, am I wrong? Hang on. No hints. Yeah, I know. Hang on, hang on. Let's look at the artwork. Fire, like I, I don't actually, I don't think I've ever noticed like these alien things or the like the castle thing in the background. But I'm just thinking like magic gets played and it's like fire, and then the location turns into this. So uh, I actually can't think of what else it would be. I'm not like hundred percent sure, but I'm gonna say limbo, and of course the ability thanks to magic, which reminds me of this all the time if it's ever played. And magic, although it doesn't get played much now, was a very popular card during the beta because its ability used to, used to be able to play it on turn six, and it was gross. Limbo, and uh, there is a turn seven this game. I'm gonna lock it in because I can't actually think of anything else. You're locking in that answer. Yes, please tell me. I finally got one right. The location is in fact Limbo. Yes, finally. And yes, the um, the text reads there is a turn seven this game. Oh. So two points. Finally, I'm actually so bad at this. So thank you. Like, I don't think it was an easy, easy one, but it definitely wasn't a hard one. It's like, like you, I, I wanted to give you a location that's I might recognizable <laughs> by eye, but like yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're going to know what it is because Def- like you not. said, you've never noticed these winged creatures, no. right? That's because the actual text is over those winged creatures. I thought that might throw you off. Ooh, interesting. Yes, because the text would be on top of them. I think the only thing that really helped me was that it's orange fire. The color. It's just yeah. the color. Literally, I'm pretty sure that is basically what I'm going off. Is like the, yeah. the mountain, like rock thingy. And fire, yeah, I reckon, yeah. I'm um, uh, like, yeah. I'm still that super. Ties, that ties us. <laughs> that up actually two, does two. tie us up. But I feel like right now we've only done a few. I feel like as time goes on, you're really gonna pull ahead because you've been pretty good at this re- in recent times. Because you I wouldn't say that. I mean, last time I got two. Oh, you're saying yeah? Before we before started we this, re- before yeah, we reset yeah, yeah. for 2023, you were on yep. a bit of a roll. <laughs> I was on a roll. Yeah. I probably play a little bit more than you at the moment. I think you do. And I think you're now actually like consciously looking at the locations. Whereas I still yeah, don't I do, do that. I like actually, I need to like consciously, I'm too busy thinking about how to win. You know, I ain't looking yeah. at these location art. It's so bad because the artwork in this game is beautiful. And here's Shadow, is really Shadow just completely ignoring it. Taking it for granted. <laughs> cool. Well, that is another, wraps up another episode of the Infinite Snap podcast. Uh, thanks to everyone that's been listening, watching since uh, the inception of the podcast. We're finally very excited to launch the. We're very excited to launch the uh, 
Infinite Snap Open. I've been working on the visuals and like the, you know, structuring the tournament, getting people involved. So it's been a bit of an effort. It's not going to be perfect from the start, but as time goes on, we'll refine things and we'll try and get it to be the premier, uh, I guess, Oceania uh, Marvel Snap tournament, which would be, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to say we hold that title currently because uh, I don't For think sure. there actually is any other one at the moment. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just gonna claim we hold that title right now. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can uh, really improve it, get more people involved, grow the tournament, grow the podcast as well. So thank you guys. Uh, like we said in previous episodes, we have been working on some ways to, uh, I guess, have some extra bonus content for you guys. Justin and I are still working out what that is. We actually need to set aside some time to plan it and, and record some bonus episodes, things like that. So stay tuned for that. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod. Join the Discord. All the links are in the podcast description. Justin, any last words? Excited for the tournament? Oh, man. My last words are everyone get on the tournament. Yeah, Keen let's... for it. Can't wait to do it. It is going to be amazing. If you are listening to this, uh, I guess, you know, a couple of days from when it drops, uh, you can go and check out all the – by then, the the tournament will be over for that week, so you'll be able to go and check out all the matches, and uh, we'll have a result. We'll post all that sort of thing on our Twitter as well. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out and listening to another episode of Infinite Snap. See ya. See ya.